Hi friends and welcome back to the Slay at Home podcast. I am your host Corinne Burkhart, founder, author, and editor of SlayAtHomeMother.com. In today's episode I'm bringing on my husband Christopher, lovingly nicknamed Christopher Robin because that's what his baby and little boy pictures remind me of. We've been married for nine and a half years. We have three amazing kids and we've been through so much together already. Uh, step-parent adoption, hip replacement, anxiety and depression struggles, a pandemic, pot syndrome, changes in careers and supporting each other through that, learning how to communicate effectively through all these years. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the first one didn't come out right. <laughs> For those of you that don't know... Uh, and that's probably every single person listening because really only our family and friends know my husband became a stay-at-home parent last year so mama is the breadwinner now i own and run three websites one of them is a successful cleaning and organizing blog so if you're coming over here from instagram from slay at home mother that's the one i'm talking about um, another one is a line of digital planners for moms and the third is our dog blog website which is slow growing but still something that requires a lot of attention i will say now that since you started staying at home Home, we've had to evolve our communication styles a lot and really learn different ways to communicate because I think sometimes being around someone even someone you are deeply in love with can wear on you no matter who you are I agree yeah I mean in the end I'm, I'm happy you're here and we both get to experience and uh, soak in the amazing years of our kids childhoods and they get more support that way so we are both incredibly fortunate to be able to to do this but we also both work really hard i do want to note that while christopher does stay home with our three kids he also has an outdoor channel on tiktok where he talks about deer hunting white-tailed deer i feel like i said deer like three times yeah hunting white-tailed deer it's bow hunting bow hunting white-tailed deer um getting into turkey hunting and uh when the weather's right any kind of fishing whether that's ice fishing or taking the kayaks out and i try to get the boys involved with that Right. Well, before I get into quizzing him on stay-at-home life and pointing out things we're noticing in the dynamic of our relationship, I'm going to let you elaborate on your content a little bit. So just in case anyone listening is interested or they have a partner or spouse that's interested, what is your content centered around? So, um, like we mentioned, basically, mostly right now because of the season, uh, about bow hunting, uh, how to get out there locate identify sign of deer on uh, a natural movement because here in michigan we're not allowed to bait so it is a free chase state as of right now and so i'm just trying to share different tips tricks and ways to get out there and make the best out of every sit and coming from the standpoint that i'm at where we have kids at home you know i want to be at home with you and not just live out into the woods it's finding a good balance <laughs> but make every trip you know worth it i'm also trying to figure out ways to bring our boys into that what was, I do. If you didn't bring that up, yeah. I was going to because that's. <laughs> I feel like that's a huge part of what you do is yeah. passing on, not the legacy. What is the word I'm looking for? Passing the torch, passing on, yeah, bringing in the next generation. On this, this tradition yes. and this carrying lifestyle the, yeah. that I've taken on since I was a kid because of my father and family members, and just yeah, you know, it's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. It's it's good for everything. Spiritual connections. Um, some of my best conversations with God happen in the tree stand. And I know some people are a little, I don't know, you have your own opinion about it when I say the tree stand or the woods is my type of church. Um, I, I mean that in the best way. I don't mean that in any kind of disrespectful way where I'm saying that sitting in a pew at church or 
going every Sunday and, and doing the thing with your family. Right. You know, if that's what you choose to do, by all means, go for it. We've been there. We're trying to get back into it ourselves as a family. But on a personal level, the relationship that I have with God is no more important than it is when I'm sitting up there. I just feel closer. I don't feel like there's any eyes, no judgment. It's just me, him, and everything he's created and everything that I get to enjoy that he's offered. And uh, I want to share that with our kids. You know, I want to bring them up and share that with them and make them, not make them, allow them the opportunity to appreciate, you know, what I, what I experience. How would you feel if one of the kids said, I don't like this, I don't want to do this, uh, no thanks? Like, how would you, would you feel... I know your answer already, but I want to... Personally, I'd probably be a little hurt uh, just because it's something that I'm so passionate about. And there's few things in life that you're super passionate, knowledgeable about that you want to share and pass on. So if they weren't into it, of course, it hurt my feelings at first. But I would always respect, you know, any decision that they made, whether it be come out with me and take it on in, in every aspect or if you're just, ah, this isn't for me. You know, that's fine. I feel the same way when I'm doing, like, a cleaning video. I, for the most part, don't really include the kids anymore because it's a choice that I made to post content and publicize what I'm doing. They didn't make that choice. And I try to even be respectful in, like, the messes that I show. I try not to do anything, like, too personal or, like, something that they could be like, oh, thanks, Mom, for showing the, the toothpaste I didn't clean up out of the sink for... You know, yeah. every single month. But I think our kids too. Clean. You know, growing up, you've been doing this for a little over five years. They they see what you do, right? But they, they still see where it ends up. They still don't understand the magnitude sure. or the like. Like what's really behind putting yourself out there online? They and they don't understand that. Right. Um, well, I think that's where you do a good job. Is you're not obviously you're not changing diapers or showing them in the bath or anything personal, right? But when you do a different activities with them, especially when it pertains to schoolwork or projects, you kind of let them make that decision. You're always like, hey, I'm going to, you know, record. Do you want to be in this? And certain times, I certain do. kids are like, no. Yeah. Or they're just real nervous <laughs> that day or they don't want to be a part of it. And then other times they're super into it and ecstatic. And, and I support them either yeah. way. It's not like a, I wanted my content to be that. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be just something that I did. And. If you, if you happen to be in it or you want to be in it or both, you know, that's great. But if you don't want anything to do with it, like, yeah. and, and like when we're at family functions, I don't like grab my phone right. and yeah. record everyone. Right, Because we get to enjoy those moments and not be... Right. And I think I miss a lot of opportunities to like take pictures, but I do feel like, on a side note, hmm. if I do start pulling out my phone, people are automatically going to assume that I'm going to be like posting it everywhere. Right. And right. That's, not, that's not the case. And right. I think a lot of our private life is private for that reason too mm-hmm. just as a respect thing but I love that honestly because it means so much to you you admit like deep down it would hurt your feelings but you feel the same way about that that I do about mine where you would respect their decision yeah no matter what absolutely and it's the same thing with my hunting and fishing stuff you know I, I do a lot of this with the kids but there's times where I don't share certain things but then there's other times where I share every detail of it but the kids are aware of what it is they love watching themselves on some of the videos <laughs> some of the funny too. stuff that we capture on there and put some music to it like they, I take their input sometimes and especially and the really funny nice. stuff they yeah. love watching the funny stuff and being part of the funny stuff. Yeah, I think it's a great just... way to capture memories and we can go back over the last year that I've been doing this and, and look at all of it, all the fishing trips in the summer, 
the camping trips that we had this oh you my know, God, summer camping and spring. Was so yeah. much fun this yeah. past season. I'm so glad we got I'm into like that. I'm like kind of kicking myself for moving to Michigan because there's like an off season for camping unless we like started touring around or right. we like took the camper out somewhere else which is you know a, a possibility in the next few years but I think this first year we got the camper we're just like oh we, we went like all out this year yeah, it was we did. awesome I had a great time I'm looking forward to it already like once, once the weather breaks we get up there and open up the trailer and de-winterize it and start dragging it around again and find new spots <laughs> right. to go it was so fun and I love the teamwork that we have with mm-hmm. putting like the blocks <laughs> under like we have a system now that yeah. we're gonna have to like revamp once it's time to go camping well, it's again. unspoken so we're really gonna have it to go is. through step They're by step so... we do a lot of things just it feels natural now that we've done it so many times right, without even right. saying it you know that when I go to the back and I start to drop down the support you got to get the support feet underneath it right then you're watching the <laughs> level while I'm dropping the tongue and I'm hooking it's up best, the water yeah, while you're perfect. doing the, the septic thingy, the little caterpillar hose thingy, whatever <laughs> yeah. that is, um, with the, the stands. Yeah, so we have we have our own little jobs. It'll be nice when the kids are old enough and they can chip in with things. Because mostly right now it's like, hey, stay in the truck. Me and your mom are going to get everything <laughs> right. taken care of. But and they're like they're like screaming at each other yeah. in like the back cab of the truck because right. they're all like we drove an hour to be here and now we have to wait twenty minutes for you guys to set everything up and we hate life and oh. But when Max is gonna be a teenager in a year and a couple months, which I, is absolutely insane. No, it's literally two months and a day. It's literally, it's literally <laughs> like two months and a day. Um, I gotta bring you on for more, for more <laughs> Com- just for comic relief. Yeah, just for yeah. I feel like when I'm when I'm doing mine, and when I first started doing mine, I had to delete the first three episodes I did because I got so serious with it. Like your I voice was, changed. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> me. And if you follow any of my stuff, like that's not. I'm not like a coachy, soft tone. Like I'm kind of high energy in your face. Like almost like a coach. No, I feel like I'm one of, like, I would be, like, a really nervous cheerleader. I feel like that's the best way to describe me. Like, I'm really... I see where you're going, but I also see you when you're in your element. You do take charge. You're very, like I said, it feels like a coach. Like, you're, you know what you're doing. You're the subject matter expert, and you take control of it. And if there was other people around, you're very good at leading and inspiring and pushing (laughs) people to get things done. And I think that translates, and I think that's why you've been so successful with what you do. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm, I'm not, hmm, I've been doing this long enough where I'm a little confident. I just feel like I have a lot of, um, well just think about your I'm normal, high I, energy. I don't hope I'm not putting you out here. Okay. Um, you just think about our day-to-day interactions, especially when it comes to new people. You're very withdrawn you're more of an introvert well i'm i think you like to take things in and process before you just throw yourself out there i'm the exact opposite yeah you put me in front of new people i will talk i will start a conversation i can be the funny i can be the life i can be whatever needs to be in that moment to not make it awkward yeah and i think that's one of our best uh we balance each other out yeah we absolutely for sure on that one i'm more of a reserved Taking, yeah, I think that's right. Taking but we come into in. this where you've been recording. While I do my content, that's just me. No other eyes on me. I get nervous. Even when you're just yeah. looking at me. Like when I first try to hide, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get it out. 
but you get is, on here and you go right into it. This is really weird because if you told me I would write for a living when you like when I was younger, I always loved to write. So if you told me I was a, I was going to be a blogger, I would believe you. But if you told me I was going to have like a social media channel with like mm. videos, Successful. thank you. Yes, a successful, you know, almost six years old social media social presence. media presence. Yeah. Yes, and you're defining all the words for me today. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like a podcast where I'm talking to people, I wouldn't believe you. I would think like, I mean, there was a time where. I couldn't even, you can ask my dad, I couldn't even order something from the lady at the counter, the little yeah. teenager who was only like five years older than me at the time. Yeah, and you told um, me a story too where you said you needed a dressing room. You yeah, I couldn't, like, I couldn't hey, order can things. I get a dressing I couldn't, room so I can try this on? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't like self-advocate. I couldn't like ask for things that I needed even though like I was asking someone who mm. it was their job to do. Like I just, I have always been like more reserved, but I definitely have come out of my shell in the mm. last... I would say 15 years. This is why it was easy for me to get behind you on this, you know, dream and journey when you started. I needed that, honestly. I hoped and prayed that this is the direction you would go. Not that I I wanted to change your personality because that's what I fell in love with was your reservedness. You you get to see a totally different side of me than Mm -hmm. anybody else does where I am more confident around you. I am so much more open around you. and um, Yeah, so for you to be able to be like that, around and i'm doing air quotes around other people you know by sharing all this on social media is it's awesome i love seeing it i love seeing you come out of your shell and people getting to see like that other side of you that only i for years got to enjoy you know and it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to you and you smile you're you light up like right now i'm saying that but you know what i'm talking about i mean (laughs) well i enjoy what i do you're you're doing something you love and other people are responding well to it and the support that you get the feedback that you get for the most part is is pretty pretty good (laughs) we just talked about that this morning some of the feedback that i get from i think i have one comment it was like why does your why do your kids have tvs and gaming systems Mm -hmm. in their room and i was like well I didn't ask, I didn't answer the why because, yeah. you know, why don't your kids, you know, like well, that's none of my business. Yeah. This is none of yours. Right. But Everybody has different The Only the on oldest so. one does. Um, our yeah. almost, <laughs> our almost teenager. And we waited. Does. Like that was a big birthday and Christmas gift was the TV and the game system. But it was, yes. what was he, 10? He was 10. So mm-hmm. we, we made a deal that if his grades stay up and he does this and does that when he wants his private time, especially coming into preteen years. And as a guy, it's like, I understand that. He wants his privacy sometimes. And I got a Nintendo afford... 64 at 10. I had sure. Donkey Kong. so yeah. it. And I grew up on video games, so I, yeah, and it's I don't not see like any he, issue with it. It's not like he's in his room watching TV Half the time he's in there, the kid time. reads. Like, he yes. loves reading. If we say, Max, you know, go to your room. And you know, find something to do for a little bit. Me and your mom have to. He work would do on Legos yeah. or read. Or read. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we set aside or play an extra with Doug, hour. our bearded dragon. Yeah, his own and, Xbox and and I will say he does make honor roll. Um, yes. And but you know, I want to say also that if he got straight C's and was trying his very best, that would be totally fine totally too. We're not. Too. We don't push that. We do reward even more for that he, kind of thing. Max is a very very gifted. Um, smart child and he holds himself to a very high standard but he gets a lot of that from us separately but not in a way that we push him to no it's just a way uh, he's developing really good 
life skills on his own that aren't like you said pushed on by us or i mean they're encouraged when we see they're him do always it, like, encouraged oh goodness, yeah so awesome. if you could get an a and and you're just sliding by with a c because you're feeling like eh, i don't really feel like doing any that project that's want to see their kid do their best and yeah. seeing max's potential from a very young age we knew that schoolwork and didactics were not going to be an issue for him right. at all okay so this podcast was really supposed to be about you. About me. Yes. So that's why I brought you on. So <laughs> I appreciate all your compliments and nice words, though. Thank that's you. Easy. That was very nice. But I wanted to say, so we first talked about in the first part of this podcast about how you become a stay-at-home dad. You've mm-hmm. been a stay-at-home dad now for a year. Over but you a also year. right. August was a year. Over a year. But you're also doing your and Christopher is probably too shy to plug his own TikTok channel, but I will. It's at the Red Outdoors. So if you guys want to check out his TikTok channel, you can. It's at the Red Outdoors. And if most of this is your targeted audience and it's it's women, um, I think so. Please, I can't see anyone that send your husbands me. my way. Yeah, <laughs> and get them on the content. Let me know what they like, what they want to see, and. Uh, but still stay true to what you want to yeah, post absolutely. to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So I want to talk about your experience as a stay-at-home dad, so I hope that you will... Someone mowing their lawn. Perfect timing! Are we allowed to cuss on here? No, you cannot! <laughs> no, I try to keep it clean because... I'm just kidding. Moms might be listening with their littles. So that's what I try to do with my Instagram mm-hmm. stories, too. And if there's anything, like, Christmas content-related, wink, wink, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, we'll give a heads up. Yeah, I will give you a heads up. And I'll even, if you're not listening on the screen, I'll put my hand up and I'll put text over it. And I'm like, don't Disclaimer. watch with your kids. Like, three slides before I even show it. And I'm like, still <laughs> not safe. Still not safe. I did that for Easter, and I got so many moms that were like, oh, my God, thank you. Just get to it. Yeah, because I did well, you're right, get to the <laughs> point. But also, like, thank you for the warning mm-hmm. because I would have totally watched that in front of my five-year-old. Question from all the moms. How has your experience as a stay-at-home parent been? Do you notice any differences? And how has your perspective of the stay-at-home mom changed since you're at home now? And I say stay-at-home mom because it is Mm. still generally a traditional role, Mm. and it's still a traditional role of women and mothers to be the stay-at-home parent for kids. So Sorry, that was a loaded, long-winded question. Um, How do I like being a stay-at-home parent? Okay, we'll start. How has your experience as a stay-at-home parent way better than what I thought when we decided that I was gonna do this and I you can attest to this every time I would come home when I was working full-time plus overtime and see everything that you accomplished during the day and you weren't pulling your hair out the kids weren't duct taped to the wall I'm just absolutely in awe (laughs) wow how do you do this you couldn't pay me enough money to do it. I'll work all the overtime in the world. I remember you specifically saying that yeah do I couldn't do it and uh, while also running yeah and then you put that that's a whole nother level on top of what you do so i've always been a a work at home mom even before well over before i started blogging i was like a nanny like Mm -hmm. i watched two other kids at our house and right and that contributed to the perception that i had was how how do you do this how do you manage all that and just not go crazy at the time was it two two of the babies were six months apart Mm -hmm. and one was jackson and one was another another kiddo Yeah. yeah sorry go ahead so coming into it, I was I was nervous. I was wondering if it was something I was even going to be able to do. And of course, there's the trial and error. You just got to get used to that transition. And you couldn't pay me to give it up. Honestly, now I love it. Well, technically, it. I love being if here you needed kids. to go back to work, I someone could pay would. you. <laughs> yes, I'm saying someone right now, if you, you gave literally. me a choice, and it was a choice, and it wasn't financially based on a decision that would 
impact our day-to-day lives. You couldn't tear me away from these kids or you ever. Like, I I love being here. I love how much we've grown and how much I've got to experience with the kids, the trips I get to do with them, along with the hunting, the fishing, just the day-to-day stuff. I think they love that, too. I haven't missed a day was always since she's been born. Like, when I was working, my schedule allowed me to still be here. With that being our daughter, this relationship's just so special. Like, the boys are easy. They're more independent. A lot of it is like, I got this, whatever. Zoe <laughs> just wants to be, you know, with you or around you. And it, it's it's so different. I'm so glad that I got a chance to experience all that. I'm really glad too. So do you notice any differences, would you say? Like the way that your brain is wired now, they've been doing this for a year. Well, priorities or like are your, totally different. Well, your priorities, your habits, the way that yep. the kids interact with you, like mm-hmm. what differences do you notice? Well, at work, it was very structured. You could pretty much plan out what you were going to do day to day. You knew the time you were going to get up. You knew what the plan was for the day, what needed to be accomplished, what the goals and were. And you get to clock in and clock out, right? Right, yeah, right. Okay. With this, I mean, <laughs> you, you plan on waking up at 5.45 with the kids, but then... One of them wakes up at 3.30 and decides he wants to crawl in bed and be wide awake and wants to watch TV. Or you hear him in the room coughing because they're sick. Yeah. It changes everything right from jump. And you just have to... Roll You have to it. improvise. You have to adapt <laughs> to every little thing. And it makes it challenging sometimes. But then other times it just keeps you on your toes. It's it's fresh. It's new. It's, I don't know, it's different every day. So I do have a question. And I think this is more for like moms that have husbands that maybe don't respect mm their position and duties as stay-at-home parents or see them as like less than or like they don't work they don't do things how how is your perspective of the stay-at-home mom changed since you're at home now do you have more respect for them i feel like i'm leading the question here no I, i get what you're saying but Going back to what I said originally, I always respected what you did. I never thought that I could did. What you did. I'm very lucky for that. Yes. But once I came into this role myself and took on all the responsibilities of a stay-at-home parent, it still was shocking as to how much like went into it between calls from school, doctor's appointments, uh, picking up prescriptions, grocery shopping, uh, making sure the kids get dressed, they get fed. Because they won't eat if you don't feed them. And then they're like, I'm starving, and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll come put on, on the cartoons, and they'll be like, oh, I forgot yeah. to get dressed. And you're like, what What yeah. are you doing? So I'm not only thinking about myself, you know, I have to think about them constantly. And then I feel like sometimes, too, I even think about you because you get so busy. You know, in the morning yeah. when I cook breakfast, I cook breakfast for all of us. At lunchtime, I'm like, hey, have you eaten? Would you like to eat? What would you like? If I'm running to the store, would you like anything? There's just so many more little things that I didn't know went into this role that has still made me appreciate what you did for as long as you did. And And still uh, do, because I want to put out there that I, just because you stay at home doesn't mean that I am hands off. No, not at all. Like just this morning, like the kids are coming in every three minutes, like wanting something from me. And I still have to say... Your dad's right there in the same and they room. They walk right past me. And they, yeah, they still do because I <laughs> I'm still the default parent because mm-hmm. I've been the default parent for so long. And I think sometimes like that kind of hurts your feelings. You're like, well, I'm yeah. right here, or like I just offered you a, a sandwich. Is Daddy not good enough. <laughs> I can do everything, Mommy can do. <laughs> well, not everything, but not everything. You know, and I feel like maybe it's like a I'm. I'm a woman, I'm nurturing. Well, by nature, you do have something inside that is different. Something My cuddles that are better. How about that? Something natural for you <laughs> that I have to work at. A lot of patience and a lot of extra care and love 
comes and is demanded by this role that I didn't think that I could give or do. And sometimes I do find myself really stressed, but with it being in the presence of the children and you, it's like, I have to figure out a different way to process things. I can't just like flip out and I can't like, you know, yell and scream. (laughs) Like you're setting an example at the same time, but everybody's, you know, we're, we're all human. You're all going to be frustrated and stuff, but it's just finding a good way to... You know, I heard a... I'm just, I'm just kind of spinning here mm. off into another thread, but I recently heard this quote, and it was like, if you have a father that yells in the house, you'll always have a father that yells in the house. And it was like, like if you if your dad yelled at you a lot growing up, mm. you're going to yell. So if you yell at your kids right now, your kid, like your your sons, are going to to yell. I, th- I think I'm misquoting it. Maybe it's no, like but you angry... still bring if up. If you a good have point. an angry man in the house, you'll always have an angry man in the house. Like right. you're, it's just like a a way of saying like your actions and reactions are directly absorbed in, and the next generation is. Well, you're is you're gonna... setting an example. Yeah, you're, you're showing modeling. them. You're showing them what to expect and what to do as an adult they're they're still completely oblivious to the whole transition well, they're, they're being about to shown make. they're being shown how to react to mm. impatientness or mm-hmm. in, impatientness <laughs> um when lack you're of patience. yeah lack of patience frustration mm-hmm. um being overstimulated so but, i mean we we do that there's times where we we'll, the kids are just all going off at the same time. We're trying to have a conversation and trying to get things in order, and they're just nonstop, and they want to be right there on top of you, literally. Yes, raise on your top hand you. if you are not a perfect so parent. So we have to be like, guys, okay, enough. We're overstimulated. There's too much going on. We need you guys to separate, separate. calm down, <laughs> give us a chance to talk, and then we'll come back to this. Right, and sometimes so, it's not always as calm. No, as not that, at all. But, not right. at all. But you said we weren't allowed to swear, so I'm trying to keep. The yes, PC. we're not allowed to swear <laughs> on my podcast. We're not the type to just start cussing at our kids. <laughs> so I want you guys to take it that no, way. No, we're not. But we're really sometimes, not. obviously, you can be a little more frustrated and in the moment. You know, you might snap a little bit, and you're like, "All right, enough. Calm down. Separate." Get on your separate couches. She told you to get the laser, right. what, <laughs> the a laser. laser tag gun out of her face. Mm-hmm. That was just yesterday. Yep. Jackson, she's half your age. You cannot kick her in the stomach. Like, <laughs> she just like kicked that. me in the stomach. Right. Yeah, I was okay. like, oh, okay. So we can handle <laughs> herself. And adding Zoe, and circling back to what I was saying earlier about Zoe changing things. Oh my gosh, three. I mean. It's just a whole nother dynamic. When the boys would wrestle, it was almost like, yeah, get him. Now, <laughs> it's like, hey, where's your sister? You know, we're always conscious of yeah. where she's at and take it easy on her. And we don't hit girls. Well, and, she's also... But she's very... She's... She wants to get in there and yeah, do everything they do. Every night when I put her to bed, she's like, I want to fight Max. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so if you don't know, Max is our 12-year-old and Zoe is two. Our oldest and youngest, they're 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. 10 years and two weeks or 10 years and 15 days. And they have this dynamic where she loves to pretend like she's kicking the crap out of him yeah. and then and Max is so he's sweet like with her. he goes oh, along with the whole me. thing he like really gets into character and acts like he gets kicked and yeah. she gets a she just gets a blast he's out of great with little kids too i think yeah. that's where he he shines with, he's with such an amazing little ones brother. and look at how much is transferred from the way that he was with jackson to the way jackson is with zoe i heard him sitting down today reading a book to her that's yeah. something max used to do with jackson and we do with all the kids but to see the kids do it of their own volition and just decide, hey, this is something I want right. to do, you know, or they want to be sweet and this is the way that they do that is crazy. Because to see Jackson, he's our wild child. If you guys don't know, he's our middle child. He's a second born. He is I can all say, energy. I can say the second born is a little more wild <laughs> as Holy a second cow. born. That's me. 
this kid, I don't, he doesn't have an off button sometimes, but he's like Max in the sense of schoolwork and and caring and caring and, and being Holy more cow. like just more like sensitive to yeah, like very, other people hurting his feelings. He's very very sweet and intelligent, but he's also wild, wild and a little <laughs> social butterfly. And I'm honestly really jealous of that. I wish I was a social butterfly like that because I mean, mm. and maybe you know, there's always room to grow. There's always room to like change things and grow and evolve so not to say like you know if you're not that way you're not but Mm. anyways okay last question here that we have is what is something you want other dads to know about being a stay-at-home parent i feel like these questions are mostly from women that they aren't appreciated they yeah they aren't appreciated they're taken advantage of they feel like they do everything and anything and maybe their husbands like just don't see it or appreciate it so Mm. be the voice for okay. all of our stay-at-home moms, for their husbands and partners. Okay. So while I was working, like I said, I, I had no problem acknowledging all the work that you did. But I had no idea to the extreme that everything that I thought you were doing went to, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, I understood you did laundry or you did dishes or, you know, you had to clean up the room. But I didn't realize you had to clean up that room 10 different times in the same day. (laughs) Or you had to do three loads of dishes and six loads of laundry. Yeah, that big farmhouse sink that we got Mm -hmm. in our kitchen renovation when we first moved in. That's two loads of dishes. If that thing's full, that is two loads of dishes. And I know that now. (laughs) I do the dishes. (laughs) He knows that now. I think I said that to you one time and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. But now I'll do a full load of what I can fit, (laughs) shove, and make fit in the dishwasher. And then I have to hand wash the rest because I'm not waking up to half a sink of dishes. I start my day off right, fresh, clean, and nothing you totally like carried over. How so yeah, in, in that, that aspect, the clean kitchen. unless you're willing to put yourself in their shoes, acknowledge everything they do because you have no clue what goes into it. And at least I've I've never seen that from you. I never had a day where you complained about it. You would have stressful days, obviously. But you never said, I hate this. I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. So the fact that they take that on, as men, you should be able to appreciate and relate to that aspect because we as guys tend to just go to work, clock in, do whatever it takes to get through our day and come home and try not to bring that home with us. So they're doing the same thing on the outside is what what I'm trying to get to. So well, I think to the point that you were making, like every every little motion of matching a pair of socks mm-hmm. and folding up the the, the towels oh God, and pulling the them in the closet. Yeah, the socks. We have a sock basket that I have to go through once a month and match the time that yeah. it takes just to go to socks. I mean, come on, it's That's a lot, right? It's insane. It's a lot. Even when you put them in the bag, the little yeah. mesh bag, and you keep them all together, it's still kind of a somehow they still don't. a hassle. I feel like the washing machine just eats they them. Even, they disappear. It eats them. <laughs> But, you know, every, um, like, wiping the kitchen cabinets, mm-hmm. we have white cabinets, wiping those every week and washing yeah. the floors and making sure that there's snacks for lunch and there's Some stuff in, like, the milk. As simple as take care of the garbage. The kids miss half the stuff they're supposed to throw in the trash can. It ends up behind the garbage. Ours is a pull-out one under the cabinet. It is. When you yep. take that trash out... You have to go behind there and grab that extra trash. There's just so much more detailed work that goes into what you think you understand the other person is doing while you're gone. So if you are a dad that works, please take that into consideration. Come home from an understanding perspective. If you're able to help with some of the domestic stuff at the house, she would be greatly appreciative. It makes such a big difference. 
and never hold back the acknowledgement. Always, always, always show your appreciation and try to understand where they're coming from because until you're put in that situation, it's impossible. And I would just want to say, going to work Mm -hmm. for 8 to 10 hours, right? Mm -hmm. Or 12 hours or 16 hours or 20 hours or whatever your workday is because we all have different situations. And having adult conversations where you are heard and and understood. Such a big difference. Or even if you're not and you're still a little frustrated because your coworkers just aren't great, right? Those are still adult conversations. And you're not doing the same job six times over, cleaning Mm -hmm. up, hopefully, hopefully not, cleaning up after somebody else. Yeah. It, it gets mentally exhausting and tiring. And I'm Make sure you don't have you so many conversations about poop and farting <laughs> and coloring and slime. Let it go, like, let holy it go. cow. Right, in the same cartoon yeah. over and over and over and over. And it's on repeat for a month. And anybody well, just, who's this is the soundtrack. Know we don't watch cartoons about, all day. Cow. We don't watch cartoons all day, but the soundtrack. So basically, it's just the advice that I can give to the guys that are out there that either don't know what their wife's day consists of take the time to sit down and talk to them or on a day off or something try to really get in there so you can gain some perspective and some appreciation for what they do and if you are a stay-at-home dad like me it it opens your eyes 100 percent changes even if you are supportive as you can be while you're working it's just it's a, it's a whole different world when you're inside it i will say you are um a man of a different breed though because I remember you would come home and I would just be like I'm done done. I need a break yeah I'm done I need to go lay down and I think years ago we didn't know I had pot syndrome and like Mm -hmm. you know some anxiety and and depression issues too but but it was really stressful you know like when you're doing the work (laughs) early in, in the days of uh the early years the stress would weigh on me a lot and I would literally need to go lay down for like an hour or two just to like recenter myself or I would need to just be alone and you were always really great at letting me have a break and taking things on and like loading the dishwasher and picking up the living room that I had already picked up six times and so I appreciate you but if we're gonna be honest there was definitely days where I'd come home I had a stressful day at work being in the kind of position where I was just dealing with people in different attitudes it weighs on me and trying to decompress on the drive home you end up dealing with traffic idiot drivers I mean all that and it just adds to it and I walk in the door and you're done you need a break and I'm thinking (laughs) I just got home I just worked yeah what do you mean you need a break and there would be that internal struggle so I was not always if I'm being honest, the most supportive you know, I really inside, but I, I tried you. not to like make yeah. that an issue or come home and be like, are you kidding me? Like days are, I do this after doing all that. That just, that doesn't do anything. You know, that would be something that we'd talk about later. Like, Hey, you know, I had a rough day at work today too. I don't mind helping, but this, that, and the other thing, but we were really good at communicating that after there was no point in me coming home, starting a fight and throwing a fit and being upset with you because you needed a break and I had been working like to justify that you have to understand that you guys are a partner partnership you guys are a team you're in the same boat when you start punching holes what's going to happen that boat sinks and you're both in it so to approach we're it we're going down yeah exactly but we're going down together you know it's not like hey I'm, I'm sinking in you're going now. down I'll see ya that's not, how it, sticker on our that's not how that happens so you have to start from a good place and as a guy speaking to the other males that may hear this or, or, you know, the women that are 
Can I just say, I loathe the terms male and female. Like when someone says when females I say that, or males. You guys have to understand my background. I did 10 years in the Navy as a corpsman. I worked with Marines most of my career. It's not meant to be a disrespectful term. It's how we identified each other. And coming from the medical side of that as well, it was just a quick, easy way to differentiate between people. So if I say something like that <laughs> and it comes across wrong, I'm not a misogynistic person. I don't sit around and be like, man, these females. Yeah, these females. Or <laughs> talk about that's people in that I, sense. That's how I but think But in of general, it. sometimes yeah. I do that. And you you let me know about that. But sometimes just old I habits kind of go it's in. It's a so. habit. <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect by being those females. I do love that you you went back and were like, well, you know what? If we are being honest, there were times where I was a little resentful or I was mm-hmm. a little like, what do you mean you need a break? Mm-hmm. I need a break. I need to yeah. decompress. How am I supposed to just come And don't, don't think we're perfect by any means. When I say that, that's no, how I approach it most of the that. times. We'll get into I that. I do mean most of the times. Of course, there's other times where my day was just so off. I'm already amped up. I got to walk into that. The kids aren't listening. There's a million other things I got to do plus yard work. I can take out the trash. Like, Sometimes it's overwhelming and it does boil over and that's totally normal guys Don't sit here and think that we're trying to tell you guys that you can't argue or You can't have disagreements or have bad days. Those oh, happen. we argue. We, we, we do. battle. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Both of us want to be heard. You've grown into this very I don't even know your, your personality. It's so present and and there that when it comes time for us to have something out I mean, you're there. You don't shy away from it, and and neither do oh, I. That's never been my baby, personality. Let you so know. <laughs> sometimes we, you know, we can we can have some fights. Everybody, everybody can. Everybody. I will, will. say, being married nine and a half years, almost ten years mm-hmm. in June, so like another seven months. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really have to learn how to communicate and, and pick your relearn. Well, relearn how to communicate mm-hmm. because as you change, like careers have changed. We've had more kids. That's the a seasons good point. of life has changed. Our needs have changed. Yeah. Um, just uh, like we everything. mature as people, parents, um, individuals. Very so much so. Different yes. needs and values hold a different, you know, level of importance to us. And you have to be able to acknowledge that 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 person that you married, it's inevitable. As you go through life and you experience different things, you're going to change, and you have to be able to change with that. But that's still the person you love and care about. So don't ever forget that and try to approach it from that perspective and I think you guys will have a lot more success in those conversations and those we moments. We need to do a marriage podcast. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't I don't want everything about That's my like life the being out there. Website that you're running. I know, website number four. <laughs> um so I want to shift real quick and talk about the mental load dialogue that we see a lot of, particularly as women at least on social media. And I don't Females. know females see online god stop saying Mm -hmm. that i don't know if you actually see any of this because i know the female and male social feeds Mm -hmm. are very different like even if you don't like certain things just because you put like male on um on like tiktok or whatever Mm -hmm. things that are popular with different hashtags will pop up and sometimes they're like you know though that's definitely for dudes right you know if you know what I mean. But um, my social media feeds and a lot of social media feeds for women 
are bursting right now with videos about how women take on the mental load of parenthood. Mm-hmm. So we and we kind of talked about that with like doctor's appointments and the different things that you have to do throughout like, you know, your kids, making sure that they're taken care of. But um, like with remembering birthdays, important dates. Oh my god, um, I'm terrible with birthdays. You dates. still are I still have to ask birthdays you when you go pick still up are, yes. I feel like I'm being tested. Like it's it's <laughs> panic mode when they go, All right, Mr. Burkhart, what is your son's uh birth date? And I'm like I freeze. I draw blank 90% of the time. You know what? I think you've got Max's down, but when it comes yeah. to Jackson, they changed my C-section date, mm-hmm. and it was like it was going to be a week before mm-hmm. his uh, due date, but then they changed it again. Yeah, yeah, so. that's what it is. Cool, well, cool, no, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Thanks. Wink, wink. Thanks for offering me out. But no, I really do feel like that's that's why I you appreciate can't. you saying that, but I'm just terrible with dates. Just plain and simple. I don't know if it's a male thing. Um, males those males but I have a hard time remembering <laughs> dates there are certain ones that stick with me and I don't know why there's certain phone numbers and little things that I remember here and there but as a whole dates I'm absolutely terrible with and I know a lot of my buddies that feel the exact same way you want to know something and really they funny? depend on their you know significant other or their wife to actually pick that up for them and I don't know why sidebar mm-hmm. right side note um, my mom, when we were growing up, she remembered my older sister's social security number by heart. Mm. But then m- mine being the middle child, my middle child syndrome coming out. <laughs> I was a middle child too. And Five boys. My mom couldn't ever remember mine. And then I don't know if she remembered my brothers or not, but I always felt like hurt by that. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, why don't you know my social security number? <laughs> you know, but now that I have three kids, I know Max's by heart. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with like health insurance issues. Like I needed to know his mm-hmm. social for verification. I could tell you like the last four of Zoe's because uh-huh. it's super easy to remember and yeah. that's the only reason but Max I think the only reason I remember mine because it's really easy yeah you and Zoe have like really easy yeah. like you guys gotta be careful with those because yeah. those are really easy to remember so with other mental load categories I would say like managing and delegating household tasks so a lot of the like household tasks it's really viewed for the woman to like manage and delegate tasks mm-hmm. so she pretty much takes care of everything household wise yeah. and then can delegate to other people or not can but for the most part does Mm -hmm. so instead of the man coming in males instead of the male coming in and Mm -hmm. saying um i'm actually gonna stop using that because i hate it i know it's a joke but i really do it like cringe (laughs) every time when her husband or partner comes in and she's looking at like the clutter on the counters and the dishes in the sink Mm -hmm. and the pantry shelves are just like totally askew because the kids have just been going in and out Mm -hmm. and there's i don't know like three permission slips that need to be filled out um and like they just walk by and it's like they don't they don't see any of that right and then it's like the the mom has to say okay can you please you know take care of the stuff on the counter or can you please do this can you please do that it's the mental load of having to delegate all those things to all the other people in the house that have eyeballs mm-hmm. that can see and equally contribute but oh that's just mom's that's yeah. mom's thing mom takes care I don't of know that. if that's the way you wanted this kind of conversation to go oh no but i'm going back <laughs> to walking in from work okay. it being a decent day out and you're right. I don't ever remember paying attention to the counter, if there's a backpack unzipped, and if there's a folder out. Stuff so that I, I think really, about now. This is really important and helpful. Thank you. Keep going. Um, When I'm walking in the door, I have to think about, I have to get out of my work clothes. I got to cut the grass, 
which means if we have dogs, we have to pick up dog poop first. Okay. It's it's garbage night. I have to get okay. the trash together. Hang I have on. to break Hang down on. boxes. So what about when it's not garbage night, and what about when it's not time to mow the grass? I think of other things before I ever thought about the domestic duties of right. the household. Because that's and that's not... being honest. Because now I can look at where I'm at now to where I was then, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a priority for me. So I used to find things that would would make sense for me to put my time and effort into, whether that be cleaning the cars, finding other projects, did something you've broken that I haven't got to, so cleaning the garage, else, literally any anything but what had to do with the house. Now, if you came to me, I know that I had no problem saying, yeah, absolutely, if I, I can help you. I delegated that to you, but, but... I never took the initiative walking right. in the house looking for things like that to do. I looked at, I'm going to find the things that the guy should take care of. I'm going to do the things that I don't ever want you to worry about, whether that be doing the oil changes for the cars, cutting the grass, taking out the trash. So that's the issue, though, mm-hmm. now is, as women are bringing up yes. the mental load of having to know mm-hmm. and delegate and take care of all of that. And even though someone else might be matching the socks, they might be loading the dishwasher, it's the mental load of having to keep track of, care, delegate, yep. and take care yep. of all of those things. I didn't realize how much of that I did without even a conversation. I just came home and felt like I had my own responsibilities, so sometimes I would just go right into it without having that conversation with you. But the way I justified that was I never wanted that to be something those those things that I did was something that I never wanted you to worry about. So, and this isn't to rag on you mm-hmm. or to, to rag on husbands Mm -hmm. in general this is just understanding the psychology i guess of it because i do have a good and interesting point to bring up about this too but some other mental load you know tasks and things that take up our brain is you know taking children to appointments rounding up the laundry making sure everyone's happy entertained well fed adjusting um meal planning and yeah, meal planning <laughs> and, and even taking all of responsibility for how all of that goes because if your kids aren't well adjusted and you know they're not eating well and they're you don't homework, have snacks in the morning for school right pack. all of those things like you don't have bowls in the morning for cereal you know that's mm-hmm. something that you yeah, know do we got enough it affects milk to everyone get us <laughs> yes your job directly affects everyone and everyone's well-being throughout the house yeah. and the fact that it's not taken as seriously as it is is just a huge uh, bummer, I guess, is the nicest way mm-hmm. I can say on my podcast without mm-hmm. cursing. It's just a big yeah. bummer that that's not taken more seriously. But on that point, I wanted to point out something that I noticed about myself. And it took me a little bit to notice it. <laughs> Am I getting some insight here? Kind of, yeah. Do so, I know this? Is so this new? You, I think you know. Okay. Right. But so earlier I made the point about rounding up all the laundry, right? Mm-hmm. So as moms, like we're going through the house, we're rounding up the laundry, and we're putting it in the laundry basket because for some reason, no one can make the basket. <laughs> Nobody. I see where you're going with this. So, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. closes his eyes and goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so this used to be something that my husband would do. He would get undressed and put the clothes kind of by the laundry basket. Well, I had a corner. Yeah. I, would kind of <laughs> I had kick a crumpled laundry corner, guys. <laughs> and over here is my laundry mm-hmm, corner. But mm-hmm. no basket needed. It's just the laundry corner. So I guess I'm trying to find a way out of word this without making myself sound like a piece of garbage. <laughs> um, I started doing that. I get dressed in my mind, and I will say that the mental load of, of parenthood is still, whatever mental load there was that was fully mine, it's still half mine. But I had Yeah, given, I have to remind you sometimes, like, hey, you're kind of stepping on my toes here. Like, 
I got this. Right. Or, you and it's can still chill. really hard to let completely I can handle go. It. Right, right. It is because at any point, you know, you could say, I'm done, I want to go back to work. Or, and you have to be able to seamlessly move I back really into that do. role. I really do. Or when you go on a big hunting trip, I, I have to be able to. There's one of our arguments. That's definitely something that we argued about. Where I did not understand and I felt like, do you not think that I can do this? Do you not think I'm capable of doing all of this? You know, and it felt, I almost felt judged. I almost felt like underappreciated in those moments but when you explain it from that perspective that makes so much sense of course that's what you're going to worry about like because it's always in the back of my head like hey what if taxes keep going up what if this gas keeps getting right. more and more ridiculous what if groceries keep costing us an extra hundred dollars what if a your month? website traffic tanks and you don't right. have that ad right. revenue it's, what if it's all always... the support turns into nothing but trolls like <laughs> I mean, anything can happen. Dun, dun, so it's dun. always in the back of my head that at any point I have to make that tra- transition back into the workforce. The workforce, right? So I I totally get that, but I didn't until you explained it. So communication again is paramount, guys. You guys have to you have to explain this stuff to each other. So I did this though. I started doing this where I would my brain would be like, okay, what do I have to get done today? What are the many things that I have to do? Do I have to get done today? I used mm-hmm. to try to come up with like a top three. So I'm like focused on like recording a podcast episode and editing this and posting it. And then, oh, I've got a digital sticker bundle that needs to go out. So I'll get dressed and I'll drop my clothes right where I change, which is either the side closet, the, the closet or the side of the bed. And I didn't realize I don't, I don't pick them up and put them in the laundry basket. Or if I do, I might put it next to the laundry basket. And I didn't know I was doing this because it's been a year now where Christopher has been doing laundry. And I officially let the mental load of laundry go. Like when you recently went on your hunting trip, I I had to get back into the cycle mm-hmm. of laundry. And it was so difficult for me, I'll say, because that's your thing now. I fully let go of it. It's your thing that there was like three days in a row where I kept restarting the washing machine mm-hmm. because I just kept forgetting it because it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> part of my mental load capacity anymore. Is, is, does that make sense? Absolutely. And when I came home for Halloween, because, you know, I came home so I could be here with you and the kids yeah, on Yeah, so he left, just to put this in perspective, he left and Halloween, he left for a week and Halloween was in the middle of that week. And mm-hmm. he came home because I have three kids in the dark, trick-or-treating, one is two, and she runs off and doesn't let you hold her hand. So I felt more comfortable with him coming home. So yeah, you came home for Halloween to be with us. Mm-hmm. And I spent the day going through and still doing things that I would normally do. I think I did three loads of laundry. You did. I cleaned up our bedroom. Uh, I went through, I made sure that the kids cleaned up their rooms because that's something that I take care of. In the morning when I wake up the boys, the first thing I have them do is get dressed and clean your rooms before you come downstairs and eat breakfast. That's my schedule. You don't know that because you're just not privy to And that, that was info. not something that I did with them in the and morning. And I forgot to disclose to you because I took it for granted. It's just something that I do. And there's this new thing that you're doing with the boys where mm-hmm. you have laundry baskets in their rooms. Yes, So yes. when I was doing laundry, I was going from the main laundry. Mm-hmm. I didn't even take into account that I, because I didn't know that they had laundry baskets. So I'm like, where's all their pants? It's the middle of the weekend. I need pants and I don't have any. And then I was like, oh. The boys throwing their clothes into the main laundry drives me nuts. So we have a hamper that has, it's three different ones, right? The hamper that we have for our laundry, the main one is three separate what do you call them laundry bags right yeah yeah so i grew up in a household and I, i'm not saying that you didn't but some people don't sort their laundry i know that's crazy my mom does yeah. i do towels colors and whites 
when the boys come out with their clothes before they take a shower or afterwards, they just throw them on top of them. Which is so something I would we need take to work so on. much time <laughs> dumping out those baskets or those bags and sorting them that it's just easier for them to have their own basket in the room. They throw all their clothes in there, and then when I transition it to the main ones, I sort it as I throw it in there. But this will be something that the boys will learn as they get older. Right. <laughs> You're smiling. Like, you know the difference yeah. between whites, colors, and towels. That's Sometimes easy. it gets tricky, though, because we got, like, striped shirts with, like, <laughs> white with, like, I, colored stripes. I don't know you got. I go majority. If it's majority <laughs> white and it's been washed before and it has some colors on it, it stays in white. I'm like, if it has, like, blue or green stripes on a white shirt, It'll if it's go been in the washed whites. before, it goes And if in the it whites. has red or orange, it'll go in with the colors. I, I see where you're going. But yeah, because it'll red bleed, definitely bleeds a lot. And more. then it'll change all those whites to that color. It's whereas, like, well, I feel like you could still bleach whites that have been tainted, like, a little bit blue. But they got to be solid white. So, how many right. articles of clothing that we have are solid white, even socks? I mean, they have the gray, the red. True. Most shirts have some kind of line or some kind of emblem or something. True, true, oh, you can't true. just straight bleach it, so that would be hard. So it used to be that you did that mm-hmm. where you would just kind of drop clothes or have your mm-hmm. laundry corner, and now I do. And so it makes me wonder, like... I would justify that, and I'm just trying to go back <laughs> to say where my head was at because I haven't had... I haven't had the need to go back and kind of think about the difference from where I was to where I am. And... I'm thinking about where spot. I was, my justification was the same kind of thought process that I have now with the boys, where that would be my spot. And then when it came time for laundry, I would sort it because we'd take it into the hall. Remember in the other house, we would have literally just piles of laundry yes. in the hallway, but I would take my the clothes at that point and I would just add it piles. to the piles <laughs> instead of just throwing it into the mix and that being your responsibility to sort. But I still never took in consideration that I'm literally just leaving a pile of clothes everywhere i go and now i'm responsible for those three giant piles of laundry now to take up and down the stairs Mm -hmm. and it's it's crazy to me though to see all that on social media about the mental load of parenthood and all the different duties and to see that once you you offload something it's like a program right you offload something it's not there anymore so i understand you know, I'm not, the laundry's not on my radar anymore, so. But that's taken a full year. It has, and and I will say, like, as I was a stay-at-home parent for, I mean, since Jackson, I mean, since before we had Jackson, and mm-hmm. he's almost seven, so eight years, you know, and you've been yeah. home for a year. So mm-hmm. it is, absolutely took a year for me to deprogram laundry off my brain, yeah. and that doesn't mean that I don't see the laundry or know that it needs that to be done. Do right. You remember to restart it three times. I remember to restart <laughs> it. I remember that I forgot it and then <laughs> restart the machine. And, you know, sharing that, it. I'm, I hope it doesn't, you know, taint your view of me as a cleaning organizing blogger here. Trust me, she you still know, does plenty. Shrug. Plenty. <laughs> plenty. I, plenty. I, do, I still work very hard. But I try to do more of the things that allow you to focus on projects or if you have something that you need to, you know, work towards if you have, like, a cleaning task well, or an organization thing. Like, I leave those to you. I literally hand right. off, like, okay, you're going to be deep cleaning the floors? Cool. I'm not mopping. I'm not steam cleaning. <laughs> nothing this right. week. Right. <laughs> and I still feel like we're really equal with, like, our parenting mm-hmm. and our cleaning. And I know that a lot of people don't have that same balance. And yeah. I will say that communicating 
has been huge for us and you and know even it was I'm before working you know well, outside you, you the say home. that air quotes i do still, i do i say that very very loosely when i say working because you still have that your is... outdoor channel and i'm very proud of you for doing that and i pushed you to pursue that and i pushed mm-hmm. you to stay home to pursue that because that's a passion of yours you've fueled this passion of mine for so many years and but for me to fulfill that passion i have to go out and get content so I have to be able to fish. I have to be able to hunt. And so before really cool. <laughs> you go out and get your content, mm-hmm. you, there are certain things. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I just dumped everything you on you that. and I don't care and I'm just leaving and be like, have right. at it. Right. And that's where communication comes in. Mm-hmm. We're both. Like today, we're 2.15, I'm going to pick up Max and I'm going fully camoed out and I'm tuck and rolling that kid in the driveway <laughs> and I'm going to be in the tree stand by 2.30. Tuck and roll that preteen. So but funny. that's because we've communicated that. We've kind of scheduled it. It's on the docket. Yes, we do have to schedule things with each mm-hmm. other. We do have to be really open and we do have to shift our communication styles and communicate our needs in an effective way, which yeah. isn't, it isn't always easy. No, sometimes we forget and things I do that feel are like we're set both... aside. I did forget today. Mm-hmm. And I felt terrible because I thought we weren't gonna like maybe we didn't have that conversation maybe it's something i wanted to say out loud but i maybe i didn't yeah 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 and then you came back <laughs> later and be like nope i remember no i did and, i was like uh, i don't remember that things changed this morning so it's not the same as i thought today was going to be so now that makes sense well our babysitter was supposed to come today and right. then we that changed mm-hmm. so she's not coming today and then and that's the reason I picked today. That was to the reason you picked today. So yes. that made total sense because she was supposed to help offset mm-hmm. the responsibility and the mental load of working and taking With care of all the kids. the kids being home. Right. So that's, and maybe that goes back to the psychology of but the But she's so awesome, too. even though the babysitter's not going, I'm still going home. <laughs> <laughs> right and you know you've been upstairs like busting your butt with laundry and taking care of the littles and i, I appreciate that i appreciate that more than you i haven't know. hung a whole lot you haven't put but it I away yeah. <laughs> if there's so, one thing we could work <laughs> on if there's one thing we could work on <laughs> it's my shirt so when i do shirts i don't know if anybody else does this if you do please comment because i would love to know i'm not the only they person on here on a podcast well go find her on social media people <laughs> and say i listen to your podcast message me on instagram your husband, i do the same thing when i do shirts I find the back of a couch or a chair or a laundry basket mm-hmm. and I lay them out flat and I layer them on top of each other because I don't yes. like folding shirts. I hate wrinkles. And then what I'll do is put all my shirts on hangers and I'll hang them all up at once. But if I've got 12 loads of laundry to do, not that there's ever can 12 we, loads. Can we get to that point? We were talking about this earlier where you clean as you go. Yes. And I'm like a batch cleaner. So I, oh, that's we're totally different. Yes, on that. And we are. And I don't think people would expect this of me, but I, t- I batch everything, every single thing that I could possibly batch together. I it's do. It's hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> Unless I'm like I'm openly making a mess with like my bread machine, mm-hmm. and like cooking, then I'll clean up and mm-hmm. put that away because I don't want the kids getting into the flour. That just means more of a headache for us later, but. If I'm opening, like, <laughs> you said this earlier. Amazon if boxes? Yeah, if I'm opening up an Amazon ah! package, I will leave it on the counter. I know you're not the only one because I've seen the videos on TikTok <laughs> I'll leave it on Instagram. the counter. And then at the end of the night, when it's time to declutter the counters and wipe <laughs> them down, that's when I will go, you got your hands on your hips. And I'm like. Because <laughs> I'm kind of chomping at the bit to say well, what hang you on, do. Well, hang on, hang on. Let me get this out. Let me get this out. So I, I, 
I take care of it all together and then I'll wipe down the counters and then it's all done. But if I clean up as I go, I'm just constantly moving and doing things and I'm not able to do everything that I that I need to throughout the day and I've got so much on my agenda for that day mm. with working. So that's my that's my defense. So how do you <laughs> take care of your boxes? Oh my god. So I have this amazing thing called a husband <laughs> who dismantles, <laughs> breaks down and flattens my boxes, but I just kick those suckers in the garage. Sometimes uh, not very far into the garage. No, sometimes I right I put them right on the stairs down into the garage <laughs> because I run out of room. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do, but I'm also almost always cooking or cleaning mm. or working. I and that's am, why I don't mind. I, I laugh about this because yeah. it is. It's it's funny. It's. And I'm happy that you get to see that. I'm not upset about it. Like, you used to go to work and you didn't get to see everything behind Mm -hmm. the scenes of, like, you know, photographing, filming, writing, recording, voiceover. Like, you, yeah, editing, you didn't get to see. And I think that's really cool that you get to see the content creation side of things now, too, where you know, like, all the work that gets put into something. It's unreal how much work goes into all this. It really does. And it's insane how hard you have to work, especially nowadays. Sometimes the most work goes into the smallest piece of content the like, little I've details seen... that people don't notice or wow. even pick up on but that makes it yeah and some of the things that you think are worth putting all that editing and time into are the things that people no just don't relate to or about. doesn't give a crap about yeah so, so like everything everything we do is with love effort. <laughs> for you it's all for you but you know, I really love for sure. I really love doing this podcast episode with you and I'm so thankful that you agreed to come on and do this with me and that you supported me buying a microphone, letting it sit in the box for like six months. I then... figured if you didn't use it eventually I would because I think podcasts for me with the hunting stuff. And I the think you do great at it. You've actually go. this is not your first podcast that you've been on. You've actually been on another podcast episode. Which is really cool. I will link it in the podcast description for this podcast episode. If you guys want to check out his very first podcast, he did an excellent job. It is a about hunting. deer hunting whitetail, bow hunting whitetail deer. Mm-hmm. Did I say that? You got it. No, okay. No. The second time, it's right? perfect. Perfect. First perfect. try. Perfect. It's like Batman in the Lego movie. First try. When he, like, you know, he like, tries to, yeah, we've seen that movie. <laughs> when we go camping, there's like, Two DVDs. Yeah, there's two DVDs that we brought. One was Lego Movie and the other was Despicable Me, which Mm -hmm. is always really cute. She calls Pick-A-Me. Pick-A-Me is Despicable Me. But we watch Lego Movie like over and over again. So that's just, it's always on my brain. But first try. (laughs) (laughs) So are you saying you want to do more of these? I think I do. I, I think, think you I should let love... people tell you. And I know, again, they can't comment on no, here, but comment. find you on social media and be like, oh my God, that was the best thing I've ever I think listened my podcast to. Has you need to have to your grow. husband on more often. I think it has to grow. But I still want to bring you on again, even if nobody rates me or says anything. I, I think that good. this was so fun. And We I brought up things that I didn't know we were going to we talk about. We were really honest. And transparent which i, like, well, here's I don't another feel like difference. as soon as we stopped us like we're going to blows or anything no <laughs> it was kind of nice to get some well, of that here's out. another thing too is i'm a planner i like to write things down mm-hmm. and plan things out i'm off the cuff um i can't do that because i will mm-hmm. literally go squirrel brain because i just always have like a i'm like a hummingbird i feel like that's a really great mm. explanation of my brain All is focus. i'm no, I'm like a hummingbird. My wings are just constantly Oh, I see what you're going. saying. Okay, okay. I'm like my, it's like my energy. Mm. Like I almost feel like sometimes if you held my hand, you could like feel the vibration. I'm mm. just always moving. Yeah. I'm always busy. I'm always thinking. I'm always 
I'm never you like resting. To be super prepared and right, but that's that's part of my energy is I'm mm. always the, the the cogs are always turning. You know, I do so much better on the fly. You on the do, spot. and I think that's so great. You did. I, I really love that you were so honest in this episode. I want to thank you guys for being here for listening for taking in this turned out to be a much longer podcast episode than I meant to. Yeah, this was the same thing with your first podcast Mm -hmm. episode that you did, but I was like, like, 20 minutes. It's been an hour and 45 minutes. I gotta get you off here. (laughs) I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, oh, can you do this podcast episode with me? Here's kind of what I want to talk about. 20 minutes. It could just, it doesn't have to be that long. And I think we're, I don't know how long we are. We'll, we'll see. After we edit. After I edit it. Take out all the ums. The the ums and the, I think there's (laughs) only two places where we like stopped. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I just get a really dry throat when I <clears throat> when I talk for a long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you will like and subscribe if you're feeling generous and want to leave a five-star review. I appreciate every single one more than you know. And I will see you in next week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day.